You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hot, hot, hike! Another episode of Making Monsters. I'm Taylor Dahl, and we are continuing our Beyond Pick 9 episode. And we've talked a whole lot about what the Bears could potentially do at 9, um, but now some new names have been thrown in the mix. And in addition, we want to get to maybe some of those later picks. And so I'm doing this little mini series, and I'm going to take a, a little trip around the nation and talk to several people who have covered players who are projected to possibly go to the Bears, or maybe that Bears players would like in Chicago. So today I'm joined by Adam Sparks. He covers the Tennessee Volunteers for Knox News, part of USA Today. Um, So if you heard me say Tennessee, you heard me say the volunteers, and you probably know that this podcast is about to be on Darnell Wright, because Darnell Wright's name has been all over Bears Twitter within the last, I'd say probably three weeks or so, Adam. His name has been talked about a ton. So again, um, thanks so much for jumping on with me. Yep, good to be on, good to be on. Darnell is a guy that uh, we've seen this past season rise uh slowly and then pick up speed late in the year if you had asked me a year ago where does darnell Wright project at i would say you know third round something Mm -hmm. like that um the fact that he's now a first rounder doesn't surprise me from what i saw this past season because he we could tell about midway through the season that he was rising the fact that now he's being looked at as a top 10 top 15 pick is uh I mean, it's a little surprising because he's a right tackle. He's mm-hmm. not necessarily a left tackle, and so. Uh, uh, but uh, but obviously, his stock is is gone up with a number of uh, a number of franchises. Yeah, and that's what that's part of the question that probably I'll, I will get to that right tackle um, spot because a lot of people are questioning if it's worth it to take somebody you know that high at that position. But let's start a little bit at the beginning. He earned his spot pretty quickly. He became a starter at right tackle his freshman year in 2019. He started every game there before moving to left tackle in 2021. Finished back at right in 2022. So he does have some versatility there. But that is the big question in Chicago: Where do you put him? Do you put him at right or left? Um, would you say? he is better on the right side uh, yeah I think he's better on the right um, everything that we had heard here is that he preferred the right he was more comfortable on the right side I, I know I've seen and I've even seen from Darnell Twitter that he's he's trying to make the case publicly that he is that he can play both sides I certainly think he can play both sides because he did it here um, at, at Tennessee um, but he I think he's a better right tackle I think Tennessee coaches determined that he was a better a better right tackle. Uh, you know, he. I will say the versatility. Versatility does doesn't just go to which side of the line he's playing. Um, you know, he started uh, with uh, with one offense, a very run based, uh, more of a pro style 
um, offense with Jeremy Pruitt was the coach. That's who he came in as. Darnell Wright was a five-star recruit when he came to Tennessee. Last two years, he's been in Josh Hopple's offense, which is more of a wide-open, uh, sort of eclectic offense. That They run gap scheme. They run zone scheme. Uh, so he's done a little bit of everything. What The NFL team that drafts him, whatever they run, he's run it before. He's done it at a high level. So I, I think that's another reason why he's uh, he shot up draft boards because every every team can sort of see what they do on his film and uh, and he obviously had a great season this year yeah which you you touched on it a little bit but going up against the competition that you have in the SEC obviously you're going up against some of the defensive players in college the best defensive players in college football so do you think that's something that will help him succeed a bit faster a bit easier once he does reach that pro level yeah, I mean, I think the the what really shot him up uh, well into the first round is his game against Alabama this year, when he was he was lined up against Will Anderson most of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that's that's sort of another thing of when we talk about right side, left side. Obviously, left tackle, right-handed quarterback, you're defending the blind side, so that's that's the preferred position, the more valuable position. But with a lot of the blocking schemes, I I I think that it can kind of get muddy of where you're where your best tackle is going to be. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, it can be the right side. But in, in that case, Will Anderson, who's the best pass rusher, maybe the best defender in this draft class, mm-hmm. uh, was lined up on uh, on uh, on Darnell most of that day, and he, he never got to the quarterback. Um, I don't I don't think he even got a hurry wow. in that game. And that, that, that game, I mean, Darnell did not allow a sack his, this entire season. Uh, but the fact that he didn't allow uh, any pressure from what uh, the, the best pass rusher in the draft class, I think, spoke to NFL uh, NFL executives that uh, that he could be a guy that could that could play at this level. And yeah, I mean, he he did uh, he, he, at LSU. He faced some of the better pass rushers uh, in that game. Was dominant in that game. So. You know, the, the players you're going to go against the SEC are essentially younger versions of what you're going to see in the NFL. And the fact that he held his own and, and, and outplayed most of those guys all season, I think, um, you know, made his stock go, go up pretty quickly. Definitely. And obviously here in Chicago, because we had about two months where we had the number one overall pick and Will Anderson was somebody we talked a ton about. So we're very familiar with that and what he's capable of. So it's definitely good to hear that. And you mentioned kind of on the that right tackle, left tackle comparison. And I, I do think that the the gap between the importance of the two are is kind of coming close together because we've just noticed and and back in the day you would just say yes your left tackle is protecting the blind side that's super important because you had these quarterbacks who were kind of you know they were pocket passers and that's what they were doing and now especially with Justin Fields he's moving around there's guys coming off the edges on both sides that are just as talented so I think it is important to just have both sides and that's the one of the questions Adam with the Bears they drafted a guy Braxton Jones last year and um, he started at left tackle started a little rough started getting uh he looked a, a lot better towards the end of the season so a lot of people are kind of confident that he's the guy so I think that's why they like this pick of Darnell Wright because they have the option of okay this guy he can go play right tackle at a very high level but if you need him he can also battle for that left tackle spot with Braxton which gives them a little hope uh, one of the things I was reading about with Darnell is he he obviously he's been able to hold on the run block hold down the run block He's pretty good at pass protection also. Um, pass pro for the Bears last year was a major issue. And so do you say? Do you see that he excels at either one better than the other? 
He was a better run blocker, I think, early in his career. Uh, I think his pass blocking has actually uh, probably been stronger later in his career. And some of that has to do, like I mentioned, with with the offenses. that uh, he, he played in one style early in his career, changed coaching staffs and offenses uh, later in his career. Um, so, again, I, th- I think that points to the fact that he you can mold him to different offenses uh, and different blocking schemes. Um, you know, I- I'm sure if anytime you're looking at drafting a player in the first round, you're sort of picking him apart and, and just making sure he's a first-round pick and not late first, second round, whatever. And I would say, you know, one thing that, that, uh, that, that NFL teams would look at is the offense that Tennessee ran, and they were the, they're a tempo offense to the – in terms of plays per minute, their tempo, they're the fastest operating offense in college football. And so is that a drawback at all, the fact that... Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, the, the 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 ball is out of Hendon Hooker, their quarterback. The ball was out of his hand quickly. They were on to the next play. Um, it was out of his hand quickly again. Is that a drawback at all that maybe he's going to have to hold up that block a for a longer period of time? Um, you know, he's not going to have that tempo with the Bears, obviously. So does that take away any advantage that he would have had otherwise? Uh, Darnell's conditioning is certainly good because they're running three or four plays a minute at Tennessee. And so that's not going to be an issue. But, you, you know, there are – in the offense that Tennessee runs, there are things that neutralize the defense just with their style. If if you're looking at Darnell Wright's film, I think you at least have to consider that. Yeah, and one of the things that obviously kind of stick out to me, uh, Hendon Hooker, who I was so bummed when he got hurt because he was so much fun to watch for uh, pretty much all of that season until he left her, but he – not technically, I would say, is a one of the guys that you would say is a very mobile quarterback, but he definitely can move. There was games where when he needed to use his legs, he did. Um, and I do think, and I, that's why I want to get your opinion on this, do you think that could also benefit Darnell because he has played in front of a quarterback who was moving around a little bit and able to move, and you're, that, that kind of changes the way that you're blocking in those in those situations? 
Yeah, I think I think it's it'll certainly be familiar to him. Um, Hendon Hooker was, I mean, the ball was usually out of his hand pretty quickly, but he he was elusive. He did scramble quite a bit. Uh, obviously, Justin Fields is is a, is a similar skill set. Um, if you just look at film, and I, yeah, I don't sit around watching offensive line film mm-hmm. uh, year round, but I, I've seen enough of Darnell to know that. Um, he adjusts well. He adjusts well to the to the pocket moving, to the play breaking down, to the quarterback changing direction. Um, he, he's he's pretty athletic. Some of his better plays this year, including the Alabama game against Will Anderson, it was uh, the quarterback having to step forward into the pocket or the quarterback stepping outside of the pocket and him being able to adjust on the fly. And so I think that's something that would probably translate pretty well to uh, uh, to blocking for a quarterback like Fields. Well, Adam, just a couple more for you before I let you go. Obviously, um, we mentioned that that Alabama game going against Will Anderson several times because that's something that probably a lot of people are going to look at. But like I said, the last few weeks I have seen Darnell Wright's name more and more and more. And this is on Twitter. This is on mock drafts. This is on any of the you know draft shows they're talking about. What do you think it was this last couple weeks um, that started really? As, do you think they all of a sudden watched that film of the Alabama game and they were like, oh, this guy's really good? Um, I, th- I mean, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think one thing that's in Darnell's favor is that it looks like his trajectory is is going up. NFL teams love to see a guy that has a lot of potential because they feel like they can get the most out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnell Wright was not, it was not a it was not a surprise that he ended up being an elite player. It's just when that was going to happen. I mean, he was a he was a five star recruit coming out of high school. Five star recruits. Five-star offensive tackles are supposed to be first-round picks. He didn't look like that for the first three years of his career. But then he looked like it this last year. And so I think the the feeling – is that he's you're you're getting a guy that's really good now, but it's going to continue to get better and better because the the five star talent is, is is there and it's just now being taxed into. I think a lot of NFL teams look at that and say, how much better could this guy be uh, once we get him into an NFL team? Yeah, because Adam, I think that when you're looking at a player and they're that five star recruit coming in, your expectations are so already so high. So if they're meeting your expectations and then also progressing through the time they're there, that's exactly Exactly what you want to see. That's what that's what you hope from from a player like that. And I could definitely see Darnell Wright being able to make that transfer to the NFL. Um, one more before we go, because obviously this last week, one of the things that kind of popped up was the social the messages he kind of he replied to someone who you know was talking about which side of the line he could play on, and um, he then later posted another one saying like This is how you handle conversations like this. Is that his personality? As in like he is going to defend himself. He is going to maybe get a little chirpy sometimes, but he can back it up? Yeah, I, I saw him get a little snippy. Uh, I think there's there's two ways that that's going to be looked at. One is that he's sensitive uh, to criticism. The other is that he's he's very competitive. And so I'm sure NFL teams will look at that in different ways and sort of compare it to what how he was in their one-on-one meetings. Um, he, he was not a terribly vocal guy for Tennessee. I mean, he would do interviews and all that, but I think one thing important to to know about him is that he's faced criticism before and handled it fine. Like I mentioned, he was a five-star recruit, and so when he did not live up to those expectations early in his career, anytime he would go in front of media, he would at least face one or two questions about 
meeting the potential and the high grade that he had. And, you know, I don't I don't recall him, a reporter ever saying, are you a bust? Mm -hmm. But he did. He did get get that line of questioning quite a bit. And so he's used to those type of questions and those type of criticisms. And he answered them pretty well at Tennessee. And then his play backed it up. So I think I I think that's sort of his personality coming out. He's very competitive. If you question him it is going to motivate him. I think that's what was coming out there. Which that's good because obviously this year, if he does go number nine overall, there's going to be those same expectations for someone when you when you do take a right tackle at number nine and you're putting him in front of a quarterback that the Bears are saying are there is a franchise quarterback who got sacked 55 times last year. Um, you really, and, and if those numbers aren't looking better, he'll probably face a little criticism, but uh, Bears fans will also love him the moment he protects Justin in the right way. So Adam, I just wanted to say thanks so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it. Yep. Good to be on. Thanks. Have a good one. So I think the main thing you have to look at when doing this is there's several names that the Bears are looking at. There's Paris Johnson Jr. There's Peter Skaronsky. Um, now Darnell Wright's getting thrown into the mix. Broderick Jones, all of these guys. And you have to, obviously, you're looking at talent. You're looking at what they are good at, what they're bad at, what the Bears need, what the Bears scheme fit is. Obviously, Darnell Wright's played in several different offensive scheme. So that is definitely a bonus. I think another bonus also is that he plays right tackle. He's really, really good at right tackle and he will, he likes right tackle. So, but he can also play left. So if Braxton gets her or if in camp they do want to do that battle and then put whatever one doesn't win the left tackle battle to right, you have a guy who is the best at his position at that right side, which is so important because now we just got Nate Davis, Nate Davis and a stud right tackle. You have a great right guard. You have a great right tackle. You're moving Tevin to left guard and you have Braxton at left. Like your only question mark is center. And, you know, they're, they're, they're probably going to address that at some point. In, in the draft, and if they don't, you're putting Cody Whitehair here, but you have t- four solid guys surrounding him compared to last year. Um, I just think it's going to be a world of difference, and I'm super excited. Obviously, I'm not sure. I think I'm, I'm still a little bit on Paris Johnson Jr., I think, but this interview might have swayed me a little bit. Uh, but continue listening for the next three weeks. We have several episodes of guys that the Bears could possibly take. We're going to move a little bit more to the later rounds, but because this Darnell Wright stuff has been so popular recently, I really wanted to dive into him a little bit. So thanks again to Adam Sparks of Knox News for joining me. And I, this, uh, I will catch you guys next week, or actually probably this weekend. I have another one coming out. But this is Making Monsters. I'm Taylor Dahl. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS Via, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. 
It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A.